I know it was only for one week, but doesn't it feel good to be recording during the day at like a reasonable hour? Yes, yes, it does. Nine thirty at night. Yeah, like last week. Yeah, <laughs> I feel great. Oh yeah, no, I feel awesome. Mm-hmm. It it may not seem like it, <laughs> and and some of our listeners might question <laughs> that valuation mm-hmm. by the end of the episode. But you know, it's all it's all good. It's okay. It's, we both just had coffee. Yeah. It's true. Mm-hmm. And and some form of breakfast type food. Yes. Yeah. We're ready. We're ready for It's Funnier in Enochian, the podcast. I'm Kira. I'm Sally. And, and we... <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, we were so close to having like so a close. solid intro. Yeah, it's all good. We're there. We're there. It's okay. all good. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. Um, We just watched... Oh man, now I don't remember what it was called. Season 14, episode 15 peace of mind thank you i was gonna call it pleasantville which, <laughs> which like not far off would have been accurate yeah. but has there already been an episode of supernatural called pleasantville no no Mm-mm. that surprises me anyway i loved that episode sorry i was drinking <laughs> yes i did too i i really liked it i got more I don't want to say spoiled, but I got, I was more aware of certain things Mm -hmm. than Sally was while we were watching. And that kind of like, it didn't take me out of it, but it was just kind of like, oh yeah, I I saw, yeah, I I knew that was going to happen. You know, it was that Mm kind of thing where it's just like, I would have like the, you know, um, uh, I've seen God, he has a beard. Yeah. That comment. Like I was like, oh, I wish I didn't. Oh, fucking Instagram. God damn it. <laughs> well, and you saw pictures of Sam with the glasses and the ponytail, yes. right? Yeah. But like I wasn't, eh, that's fine. Yeah. Where like, I, yeah, I just like, I, I, I like your reaction. I like scream. I got entertained by your reaction. <laughs> so that was like worth it. Okay. It would have sucked more if like both of us had seen it. Because yes. we both would have been like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> um. Something I realized when I was looking this up that I feel like we talked about maybe last week or the week before, but there are only five episodes in the season left. Yeah, exactly. Like, I know I was doing the math when we were trying yeah. to figure out like like what weeks we have new episodes and everything, but uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. man, that short order season Ooh. goes by fast. And like, I'm excited because it feels like last season... When we got to like five episodes left, it was like, oh, it's building to something. They're dropping, but all also of these not. Hints. Like it was just like, <laughs> yeah. Whereas yeah, now yeah. I'm like, I honestly, I mean, it's like we yeah, can guess yeah. some of where it's going. Darth Vader, <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, it's very open, and I and and I don't feel. I think this is the thing. I don't feel like there's too much stuff. To jam into no. those five episodes. Well, because they have actually resolved a lot of the storylines that we were worried about. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they very interestingly, like, not, you know, we probably won't end up going chronologically and discussing this episode, which I think is fine. Mm-hmm. But uh, the whole thing with the, what was it? Um, what was the town called? Something. Charming Acres. Charming Acres. Thank you. Um, in Charming Acres and stuff. And when, like, people like realized and like the guy ended up uh killing them the the mayor or whatever um i think having that like angel-esque voice noise was perfect because i think the writers are a lot again to repeat some stuff from last uh podcast uh, the writer we don't give them enough credit sometimes in 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 the reality of creating the show and being aware of like what 
both casual viewers and non-casual viewers are going to pick up. Um, I think they're very aware that a lot of us are going to be like, is but is Michael gone? Is he? And I feel like that was kind of left there or like used purposefully, in my opinion, mm-hmm. to kind of cat like to recast that doubt but then not address it as if to say like no it's like that's that's done we we've already established that in interviews and everything that michael was never going to be the villain for this season the penultimate villain Mm -hmm. so like for me that makes it like okay yeah he's done yeah and then the stuff with nick like yeah we technically still haven't wrapped up you know lucifer like quote-unquote rising in the empty or whatever or what we assume was lucifer rising in the empty but in terms of nick himself as a storyline and how he relates to the winchesters that's been resolved now we don't have for better or worse the um hunt the hunters from yeah apocalypse world yeah. to worry about anymore it's back to like the usual you know group the um, usual suspects. the usual suspects exactly um so like We've talked about it before, but I feel like we're in a unique position right now, like you're saying, in terms of being five episodes out, that we can say in hindsight, like, okay, no, everything has actually been wrapped up now, Mm -hmm. for the most part. Like, yeah, yeah, they can revisit it, it, like, next season or whatever, but, like, for this season, I don't see them bringing anything back. Yeah. And it's like, if they do, it'll be on purpose yeah and it will be intentionally a surprise it'll be intentionally a twist yeah as opposed to like oh man we have to cram this in because like we need to tie up this loose end exactly like even the stuff with heaven that i like just remembered but that doesn't feel like a loose end that feels like a thing that could be addressed yes at any point exactly like it could be what happens at the end of this season Right. But it could be next season. Yes. It's the same thing with Cass's deal with the empty. Yeah. It's like, when are we going to see the payoff from that? It might not be until next season. Exactly. And also, too, it could even be that thing where it's that, like, weird, uh, speaking about, like, heaven specifically, um, in terms of, like, heaven not having enough power to sustain Mm -hmm. itself, blah, blah, blah. That old thing, in case any of you guys have forgotten about that (laughs) storyline. I forgot Um, about it regularly. Yes. Yeah. Um, Well, because it's not, like, right in front of our face, right? Yeah. In in terms of the the story that's being told this season, right? And even last season, even when it was brought up, it wasn't, like, super in your face, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But, uh, or no, I guess that, wait, did that start this season? Or did we know about that in 13? Uh, I feel like it started last season. Yeah, I think so. Anyways, either way, (laughs) either way, it doesn't really matter. No. Um, It's that thing where like all of a sudden it could just be like next season where, you know, they need to go to heaven for some reason and... Or even this season, they need to go to heaven for some reason. And, like, Cass is like, so, yeah, Naomi, what about that problem? She's like, oh, no, we did this, this, and this, and fixed that. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of, like, retconned or, like, yeah. wrapped up in, like, a off-camera off way. Yeah. Right? Um, which is also totally possible. Because maybe it's, like, they were going somewhere with it. Yeah. And then they decided not to. Mm-hmm. Those kind of things I can appreciate. Yeah. To a certain extent. It's just when things aren't addressed at all. Yes. That it's, like... Mm, okay <laughs> yeah it would be nice to know it, it would be nice to know what's going on mm-hmm. but anyways my point was <laughs> that um yeah i feel like this season we can say safely that 
we know better where we stand yes. in terms of the finale. Not that like we know exactly what's going to happen, mm-hmm. but it's way less like convoluted yep. than last year. And it's less built up. Yes. I feel like I felt so much anticipation and like expectation mm-hmm. last season. And I just don't have that this season. Yes. But I'm starting to feel it now. Oh. Which is when I think you're supposed to. Like I'm saying, like like that end scene with Jack killing the snake. I'm like, okay. I'm starting to feel that anxiety that like, okay, where exactly are they going to go with this? Like, oh shit. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, And it is very much that thing of like what my imagination was, which is, you know, like, which I don't even think I communicated to you or onto the on the podcast, mm-hmm. which was that like Jack's gonna do something that is objectively bad, but he's gonna do it assuming that it's the right thing to do. Yep. Right? And that's, and that's what exactly he did. what he did. Yeah. yeah. Um so yeah, like that's that's fine. <laughs> uh. So maybe let's go back to the beginning of the episode. Yes. The first thing I wanted to bring up, mm-hmm. not not to hog the mic. Oh, please do. Um, is uh, a lot of people talking about how at the end of last episode, uh, Jack's eyes were different. Mm-hmm. And I just want those people to understand <laughs> the nature of special effects. It's not always exact. And also, too, like, to me, it's like, the angel eyes or nephilim eyes they're not going to be like repeatable like does that make sense like it's not yeah. you know because jack's eyes weren't a simple des- simple design to begin with mm-hmm. it's not just like what we saw with cast this episode where it's just like the piercing yeah you know like dot single dot of light that's like easily repeatable and if that were ever to change it would be very obvious this to me was not an obvious enough change to signify anything. Exactly. I'm like, if they wanted his eyes to be different, it would have been like bright red. Yeah, or like green. exactly. Like yeah. they would have to actually, actually like changed it yeah. instead of just being like, oh, it's the same color, but a slightly different design on the iris. Like, yes, exactly. Or whatever it was. Like, like it's like, way too subtle for it to be, which is like I, I would normally be the last to say that when it comes to like imagery or visualization mm-hmm. or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it's just like it, either if you're trying to create a signpost for your reader, you create a signpost. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, once again, I was loving the domestic bunker fluff. Yeah, as that's, that's just going to be the term that I use for the rest of my life. Um, hey, it's our second most listened to podcast. If you, if any of our new listeners, listeners, uh haven't listened to it go back it's called mm-hmm. domestic bunker fluff yeah. and we love it it's I, I, it's one of my favorite podcasts that yes. we've done anyway continue. um but it's like that's what this episode yep. was and it's so like tense like there's yes. tension going on but it's the same it's thing. romantic tension it's rom- yeah and it's just like dean and cass having that conversation in the kitchen about jack mm-hmm. uncomfy dads dealing with sam like it it gave me heart feelings. <laughs> feelings in your heart. Yes. Yes. What's the thing that we want people to do? So. <laughs> so. Um, I had this idea. <laughs> yes. I would love it so much if someone just edited together 
all of the domestic bunker fluff um, moments this season. Yes. Um, I am not a skilled video editor. No. Um, but I think that it would be very um, therapeutic yes. for all all of us. I, I No joke. I would fall asleep to it every night. Right. It would be beautiful. Yeah. Um, alter- so, so I think that someone should do that. Yes. And um, if... if- or and slash or alternatively, if anyone knows of it already existing, yes, send it on over to us. Or honestly, <laughs> if there's an easy way to do it, and you just want to like send us a message telling us how to do oh, it. Oh, I know how to do it, but okay. I don't want to do it. Okay, <laughs> it's a lot of work. <laughs> we make the podcast. That's enough. Fan- okay. the rest of fandom can do this this one thing for us. Okay, okay. someone please make it. It please. would be so beautiful. <laughs> we will be eternally grateful. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah, this entire season has just been so... It's been like, fan fiction. Yeah. And this episode continued that trend yeah, yeah. 200%. <laughs> um, starting with Sam and Cass mm-hmm. going to the 1950s town. Yes. It's like 1950s AU. Yep. Like exactly. it, it, it's just every, what it is. This entire season, it's like, oh man, I don't even remember what the other AUs were, but it's like, oh god, <laughs> dead air. I know. It's like I, I there was other ones. There, there were other there. ones. They were there. Okay. <laughs> I don't have a good memory. Okay, <laughs> I don't even remember what I did yesterday. Actually, that's a lie. I remember because I, I was. With I you. was literally just gonna be like, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we watched Xanadu together. Yes, and it we was did. Beautiful. Yeah, um, but normally I would not remember yes, what yeah. I did yesterday. Totally fair. Um, <laughs> but I have a feeling that the Sastiel shippers will have a field day. Oh hell with yeah! This episode they already have because I already saw I saw um, a preemptive comment from Mr. Misha Collins oh. at, a, at a convention about how they were filming that that fight scene. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was that fight scene oh. you're referring to that yeah. but I found out from watching it where it's like cuz like Sam ends up on top of yeah. Cass, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and uh, you know, I- I- influence was talked about. Oh, yeah. Of there course. was just, you know, <laughs> send me the video. Oh, I didn't even watch the video. It was just oh. like a um, someone typed it out. Okay. Like it was a tweet. Okay. I'll just yeah. I'll just look up the I haven't watched I haven't watched I know I yeah. just realized that I haven't watched any convention videos. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's terrible. Yeah. It's Usu- a yeah. That's my, usually my happy place. I need to make that my happy place yeah. again. Yeah. Anyway. Um the leaves are letting me down. So So, so clearly hey. I just need to go back to supernatural convention videos. Yes. Um my one my one criticism with this episode. Mm-hmm. They deprived me of Dean and Cass sharing a milkshake. <gasps> yes, they did. But that's okay. <laughs> I understand why. We'll I understand it. why. Yeah. But as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, Aww. missed opportunity. Yep. Such a missed opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> I love that moment though where like Cass just like smells it and he's like, Yeah, it's good. <laughs> oh man. Oh, uh, one comment that I did want to make before we delve deeper into like the specifics of this episode yeah. was uh something that I forgot to mention uh last week, which is 
or like I kind of mentioned, like we brushed upon it that, you know, Jack finally said I am a Winchester, which yeah. was just like, oh my God, that's just like, that's exactly what I've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just like, well, okay, there's two prongs to that. One, rarely do the supernatural writers give us what we want for free. Nope. <laughs> and two, he's now a Winchester and we all know what that means. What? He's going to die? <laughs> and slash four can't have nice things. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That is very true. He's canonically, yeah, exactly. Well, I think oh, he already and died. Both. Yeah, da, da. there we go. Um, <sighs> but yeah, now he's canonically a Winchester, which I love. Like, I feel like in past that this might be. I don't know. You can tell me if this sounds stupid, but to me, I feel like it's one of those things that wouldn't have been explicitly expressed in canon in previous seasons, like. The last two seasons of this, like, honest, like, actual explicit thing of, like, yeah, Dean, I, like, totally was running away from the bunker because I don't like being here. Mm-hmm. Like, that kind of shit, that kind of communication yeah. that wouldn't have normally happened to me is exactly the same as, like, Jack being, like, I'm the son of Lucifer, I'm a hunter, I'm a Winchester. That, like, yeah, it could have, but it, I don't know if it would have had the same emotional resonance mm-hmm. or would have happened at the same moment that it did. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if that's stupid. I but. agree, but I think that might have more to do with Jack as a character because we haven't had any. But that's char- what I mean. Characters like Jack. yeah, yeah. Um, just because I'm trying to think of like other like adopted Winchesters, so to speak. Right. And none of them got to the point really where like they would have been like I'm a Winchester, Winchester. like. Yeah. Charlie or Kevin, yes. like they were, right? You know, Cass. honorary family members, yeah. but like not in the same way. Yeah, like Jack is like is a son. He's their son. He's yeah. like, and and he he's. I think this is the other thing. He's two years old now. Yeah, like two and a half. Yeah. Um, he's like a little duckling. Yeah, that imprinted on them. Yes. Yeah. Um, totally. Whereas, but also too, you have to think about it. Like I know I was talking about explicit reference, mm-hmm. but like he wouldn't have imprinted on them if he didn't imprint on Cass first. Yes, this right? is true. So there's like that part yeah. of it as well. Yeah. Um, and then there's like Cass, you know, on his deathbed saying like "You're my family." Yeah. So like that, like that's what I mean though. Is like that's like yeah, sure. We haven't had a character like Jack, mm-hmm. but the next best thing has been Cass. Yes. Like the next like closest equivalency mm-hmm. has been cast and like the most explicit he's gotten is like saying that they're his family yeah so it's that's more what i mean of like having that like to me it all connects like the the not over communication but the like explicit communication yeah. of emotions and the fan fiction-esqueness yes of it yeah that's the connection that i'm drawing but anyways i i respect that it's not necessarily a fully formed theory but i'm gonna sit (laughs) over here with it and enjoy it by myself (laughs) i mean that's like all we do so (laughs) it's true Uh, it's cool chill okay so let's let's i don't know what you wanted to dive into first but i wanted to talk about some snake symbolism here do it um so miss religion major you can correct me if i'm wrong Mm -hmm. but my understanding of snake symbolism in christianity is very limited to the serpent in garden of eden 
tempting Eve and all that stuff and being like a symbol for the devil. Would that be correct? Or is that an oversimplification? I think that's an oversimplification. But would you agree that that's like kind of the common I would perception? say that the snake is more a symbol of... Um, temptation? Temptation and like wily sneakiness. Okay. Um, but is there any like explicitly in Christianity any link between like the snake and Satan? Not really? Not really. Well, that's I mean, the, that's the, not I, communicated well. There might, there might like, <laughs> but not that you're aware. Not, of. not quite that explicit. uh, explicitly. Okay. Um, because even in, um, in Genesis, it's not like the snake is the one who tempts Eve, the serpent. Yes, but I. Th- I'm probably, like, really wrong on this. Like, uh, do not quote me. I need to look this up. Um, But I'm pretty sure that, like, the lore around that is, like, like, after that happens, Mm -hmm. God um, cuts off the snake's legs so that he has to crawl on his belly because he, like, fucked up like this. Right. Um, But... It's never, like, and I think there's some illusion that the snake was, like, working for, for Satan. Yeah, that's the, but, the impression that I got. But it's not, um, it's not like the snake is a symbol that's, like, associated right. with Satan. Like, there's a whole, there's a whole line in the New Testament, this is kind of a tangent, but it's, like, talking about Christians, like, early Christians being evangelical. Um, and trying to bring people into Christianity. Right. And it's like someone says, like, you must be wily as snakes and soft as doves or like I right. or something like that. And it's like you Christians go out and be wily as snakes in order to bring people into the fold. Right. And I think a sentiment like that wouldn't be expressed if snakes were like explicitly like like, the devil i think it's more just like they're sneaky okay they're duplicitous gotcha it's that type of a thing okay interesting Um, sorry for the long no that's what i was looking for okay (laughs) (laughs) but no like because see i find that really interesting because i feel like like the casual viewer like myself Mm -hmm. that wasn't raised christian and didn't study it would have a very different like observation of like both the um Ouroboros episode yes and this episode in terms of the symbology of the snake and what it means in terms of Jack mm-hmm. um because I could contextualize it in terms of Ouroboros in terms of what I know about that symbol yeah and the whole concept of infinity and like the snake eating its own tail and all of that kind of stuff I could like separate it in that way but then like Jack adopting it mm-hmm. and having that imagery at the very beginning of the episode where he's just like yeah. taking up three quarters of the frame and holding the snake and kind of like like had like a very – it had – I hope this gets taken the right way. It had a very weird vibe to me. Yes. Like it was meant to be unsettling. Yeah. That makes sense. And I don't know if you realized it, but there was an or, like a book ending. It was an Ouroboros ending. Yeah. They started with that shot mm-hmm. and they ended with it. Which was beautiful. Which was 
absolutely like honestly the if i know i've already hogged the mic enough but uh if i talk about anything else uh this podcast it's going to be the imagery in this episode because i just i really liked it i want i'm curious to find out who directed it yeah so while i look that up how about i give sally the <laughs> stage for a second well i like it's interesting that you bring up the symbology of the snake because i didn't get that much with this episode in particular, what I really got from the snake um, is, and it makes it even more interesting when you take the ending into account, um, but the snake represents Jack. Right. Um, they they go very, like, pretty explicit with yeah. it, where it's like the snake is unhappy and he's not eating. Yes. Jack doesn't want to eat. Uh, Dean's skittish around both jack yeah. and the snake yeah like totally. who knows what they're thinking like that was the part that i really focused on right um and um again with the way the ending worked out that is an interesting analogy for the show to make maybe we'll get both of sally's predictions in terms of one jack turning and two jack being the martyr Oh, remember that yeah. that old school one? Yeah, <laughs> from oh, that'll season. make me happy. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> no, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love how instant regret <laughs> in saying. Although that. I will say, like with regards to this show, what makes me happy? Pain, pain, like <laughs> suffering. Why do I keep watching this show? Pain, pain, suffering, like, suffering. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So like. I'm going to have to think about the the symbology of the sneakiness and duplicitousness. Yeah. Or even more. temptation. It's yeah. like, okay, Jack killing the snake. Is that like killing temptation? Or like, like I don't know. Like, I feel like you could go a million miles that are that away from the reality of the episode or what yeah. is actually going to like fall, have follow through for the mm-hmm. rest of the season. I think that your like uh, um, automatic reading of it is a little bit more um, relevant, if you will, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just like Jack, like killing the thing that he identifies with is just like. And uh. actually, on a, on a similar note, like what did, like w- one of the main messages of last episode was, you know, some you have to let the things you love die. Oh. Yeah. And then the message from this episode is what would the Winchesters do? Yeah. So like I feel like those two ideas can be, especially in Jack's mind, can be one, either very skewed or just make him completely confused. Because technically in reality, they're contradictory. Because in the past, what Winchesters would do would be sacrifice anything that you have to to save the people that you love. But that's changed right yeah well and now i'm now i'm so, thinking because what was the question last episode are you the chicken or are, are you, you the, the snake? snake and based on this episode he's the snake right yeah um not that he's necessarily going to eat a whole bunch of eggs metaphorically right but in this episode yes he's the snake right but like uh, to go back even further and to kind of try and tie some 
some other loose ends or like tie things together that I'm assuming will be brought up again this season um, is Billy's whole we have work for you thing. You know, I think that that unless it's explicitly said that otherwise, I believe and will always believe that their work was to raise Jack. Also, there still remains the issue of all of these possibilities, only one solution. With the books, remember it was like this only ends, like all of these ways ends in like everyone dying except for this one and the one was Dean throwing himself into the ocean. We assume. We assume. Um, So then how does that so maybe, so Dean didn't read all of the other books. He trusted Billy and he only read the one solution. Well, but see, this is what I mean, mm-hmm. is that I think that Billy's playing the long game. Yes. Which of course she would. She's yeah. deaf. Yeah. <laughs> um, and especially since she's choosing to meddle, mm-hmm. right? Which other normally she wouldn't, right? Mm-hmm. Um. That's why from the beginning, I was like, why would she give him the plans to the box? Da, 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 da. Why would she give him just that one book that says this answer? And it brings me back. And well, I'm like, now that S- Sally's seen Infinity War, I can fucking talk about this finally. <laughs> um, you know, when Doctor Stra- Strange says, you know, like, there's only one possibility. A lot of the theory around that is that the, the one possibility includes Thanos winning. This time, okay, it includes fifty yeah. percent of the of the universe's population. I'm sorry, I'm kind of spoiling this, but I don't care. Getting sent to the Soul Stone, yeah, that's essentially what happens. That's what we're going to see in Endgame. Everyone has to stop pretending like that's not what we're going to see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's it's that sort of thing of like that's why I pictured it of like okay, she is literally leading him down this path knowing that it's gonna go like this yeah if that makes sense Mm -hmm. like knowing that he won't end up making it into the box and that that will cause these series of events Mm -hmm. to then get jack to yeah yeah um and my only not exactly counterpoint to that but like my thought is like in all of those other books the real danger was jack all along but, okay, wait, rewind for a second there. What were these books? The books of all of the other ways that people, that everyone would die. No, that Dean would die. Oh, okay. Yes, you are correct. So, no. Maybe it's always too only been Dean. For my brain. No, it's not. <laughs> you just forgot. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, no, it doesn't, It no, that, that like, even what I'm saying, I feel like is a little bit too far fetched, and yeah. I think it's maybe a dropped storyline in, mm-hmm. in a set or like a d- dropped thing. And so, sure, I think it's it, it is Billy just fucking with Dean, okay? To like to to put it more simply, but like not maliciously. Yes, you know, if that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. I'm curious. I'm waiting for the payoff on that storyline. Yeah. Or like a, some, again, like I'm saying with like the heaven thing, some sort of callback yeah. to signify, you know, oh, that's why that happened. Some sort of retcon or, explanation. Yeah, or e- even like the thing that I believed, which is like, 
you know, Dean didn't actually get the plans for that from Billy or like that wasn't what was actually in that book mm-hmm. or so, I don't know, something, so, something, anything. <laughs> Did he figure out who directed the episode? No, I'm still looking it up. <laughs> I can't talk and do something at the same time. I respect that. I should have. Um... It's okay. I can find it. Okay. I just, I was trying to give you some, some mic time, but that didn't happen. <laughs> it did a little bit. Okay. Cool. I'm working on it. Um, so we had the snake imagery. We have them going to Pleasantville. Yes. <laughs> um, poor Sam. I know. Oh, baby. Like, just that boy <sighs> yeah. has had a rough time yes. of it. Yep. Um, and it's like, I wish, I wish that Cass had also been under the spell. Like, that would have been really beautiful, but, like, I get why they did it that way. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. At the end of the episode, we still didn't find out what those people were. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. Like, it, which, you know what? I'm okay with. I'm okay with it just being, like, sometimes people are just born with weird magical abilities. Like, eh, you know? like Yeah, I guess it makes it a little bit less of a monster of the week sort of thing. Yeah. But my... Okay. I want to see if, the, if you agree with this. My first instinct without, like, let's ignore Sonny and like him yeah. having a daughter but when he was saying he was hearing voices oh, I yeah. was like oh prophet yeah so and I was like oh okay weird cast off prophet powers or whatever yeah. so who knows yeah, you um it reminded me a little bit of an episode of Buffy um where Buffy's mom is dating this guy named Ted who like is also like a relic from the 50s who's trying to like get everyone to go live in his like atomic bunker and like is feeding everyone these cookies that like makes them happy and like wholesome um and then it turns out he's a robot and it's <laughs> non sequitur but it reminded me of that episode right. if anyone else has seen that episode it's a similar vibe where it's a dude who's like the world is changing and i don't like it like, right yeah, yeah, yeah side note also I feel like I really enjoyed the tone and message of this episode. I thought it was subtle, but I thought it was actually um, espousing some, like, progressive politics. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that. Like, it was very subtle. Yes. But I thought it was really effectively... um, shitting on people who want to go back to the old days and like why can't we just have wholesome values but it ends up being like shitty wholesome values you know like which is is what pleasantville type stories tend to do Mm -hmm. including the very good movie with miss reese witherspoon and toby Mm -hmm. mcguire i love that movie it is really good Um, but it is about this whole like notion of like you know um, a puritanical uh, view of things or mm-hmm. like version of things is really just it's like the Gilded Age. Yeah. It's like, you know, F. Scott Fitzgerald. It's it's that whole thing of like, oh, yeah, we can pretend like everything's like OK on the surface, but really beneath mm-hmm. people are writing, you know, like ex- explicit erotica to each other. You know, like it's that, <laughs> that sort of thing. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> Dead air. <laughs> <laughs> cricket, cricket, cricket. Hmm. Um, um, it was Sagrisha. Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but no, I felt like the tone was like fairly pointed 
towards the current political situation and maybe yes. i'm like reading a little bit too much well, into also it. too we were talking about politics before we watched this is it, true so. this is true which is sally's favorite thing to do <laughs> that was sarcasm in yeah in talk. case you guys couldn't tell <laughs> um i'm just like just to take a little pause i'm like looking at the next couple of episodes and like they have all of like the 18 19 and 20 there's no title yet but they have the directors and the writers and it's like hell yeah like i'm loving the the pairings um for next week it's writing is perez and nick vaught and then uh directing that episode is john fitzpatrick which is like cool cool and then next is uh showalter and glenn as uh meredith glenn is writing and then 18. I'm really excited for this. It's Nina and Robert Barons. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, yeah. Oh, I love Nina. So I, I actually Nina. have the episode titles. Uh, for 18, 19, 20? Yep. Oh, okay. Um, so for 16, it's Don't Go in the Woods. Mm-hmm. 17, it's Game Night. Um, I, so I don't have it for 20. Okay. Um, but 18 is Absence. Okay. And 19 is Jack in the Box. Yes, I knew that because I saw I saw something written. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh. Let's destroy the multiverse. <laughs> oh, my God. That has to be the title of the finale discussion episode. Yep. <laughs> Even if that doesn't happen. <laughs> um what else did you want to talk about um i had stuff to talk about um donatello and and soul Jack. talk some soul talk yeah yeah that's what i was hoping for okay cool um for starters that scene was really beautiful i loved the kitchen i love <laughs> want the, the kitchen. kitchen i kind of have the kitchen but you do a little you do. bit I have the exposed brick <laughs> um to repeat myself because that's all i do i really loved the music this season i wish there was more classic rock but the score the score has been yeah. outstanding and in this scene in particular um with the piano yes. um a little optimistic a little optimistic with an edge it reminded me so much of american beauty oh really yeah interesting just, and i thought that that tone was perfect for that scene Mm -hmm. just this sort of i don't know like depressing optimism yes like melancholy melancholy like but but still kind of like beautiful yeah um sublime yes which is a very great contrast to the picturesque yes yes um (laughs) we know words the imagery like Obviously, both of us, I'm assuming, appreciated the coffee imagery. Oh, yes. That's like literally all I want to Yeah. Like, it was just beautiful. It was. Um, it reminded me of the conversation we had yesterday um, where we were talking oh. about paint colors. <laughs> and oh, Kira no. was like, I'm thinking about a coffee color. And I was like, okay, like a light coffee color. 
And she was like, yeah, like a triple latte. No, it was even worse. I was like, yeah, like a latte. And you were like, oh. And I was like, like a double latte. Oh, no, like a triple Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, because we all just have perfect, I mean, both of us have like a perfect mental image of those colors. Exactly. Um, so the beautiful <laughs> coffee galaxy. Yes made me think of that conversation but as well too, as other things. Yeah, but I just really liked seeing it in Supernatural, the use of imagery this episode, because it's just so rare that they do it. Mm-hmm. I find when it's that, again, talking about like being explicit, yeah. uh, where the dialogue matches the imagery. Like it's a very david lynch slash you know like shows that get a way higher budget esque mm-hmm. kind of like way of communicating your material yeah if you will like not to say like i'm not trying to shit on supernatural mm-hmm. like i'm not yeah, saying that like a Super- tv show yeah like. exactly that's that's the thing is it's not you know but it didn't feel out of place at the same time no. and i just really like when like the the dialogue matches the imagery, but not in like a, I'm going to beat you over the head with it. Yeah. It was very nice. It was a nice pairing. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think especially that image of the coffee galaxy, mm-hmm. that's what coffee looks like when yeah. you stir it. So it doesn't feel like it's like beating you over the yeah. head because it's it's pairing an appropriate image, but it's also what would happen in real life, in yes. that circumstance. Like, it's yes. not like a... They don't didn't force it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I really... And, like, that conversation was um, poignant and timely, given a lot of your questions from last yes. broadcast in yes. terms of what is Supernatural actually trying to say about souls. Yes. And my argument mm-hmm. uh, before... You know, you you dive into what you thought about what Donatella said and everything is I very much had to step back and remind myself that what Donatella is saying is his experience. Yes. His experience of going from having a soul as a human to a lack of one. Yeah. So, of course, you're going to feel a void or an absence. Mm -hmm. But him saying that it's taken away his humanity and apathy and empathy I'm only I, I'm personally only taking that with a grain of salt to a certain extent. Yeah. But that's just me. I think so again, this goes back to my questions last week. Um because I think that I have come down in my opinion, I'm not saying that this is like um what I think everyone should think. This is just like my feeling, my emotion about it Mm -hmm. is that Chuck ultimately does not control souls. And because I'm just like, cool. So Donatello not having a soul, he he doesn't feel anything. He um, doesn't feel empathy anymore. And again, it's his experience. Yes. But I'm like, Cass feels love. Cass feels empathy. Cass feels pity, he, 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 he feels pain, all of these things. And I think that that's a thing that can be grown. Like, I, I, I feel like I'm not articulating myself well, as have, well as I want. Well, I have I want. one question that might help okay. you articulate yeah. better, which is when you say Chuck doesn't control souls, what do you mean by that? 
I mean that I think that they can grow spontaneously in okay. people through exposure yeah which is basically what i was saying last okay week. Cool. i may i maybe didn't explain it okay. that well but my caveat was that the original creator of souls was chuck yes okay like, yeah yeah, you yeah, know, yeah kind yeah. of thing like because if you think about it like he created the first two souls adam and eve like yes. let, like let's just be very like uh, reductive in, mm-hmm. in saying that and then there was procreation and that created more humans which then propagated more souls yeah so that's like soul creation through reproduction yeah basically mm-hmm. um so he didn't have a hand in creating those souls okay so you can say like and if you think of like all of the soul lore soul lore <laughs> say that five times fast yep um in uh the show is that they're incredibly powerful. They're basically like a nuclear bomb. Yeah. Um, the reason why heaven and hell want them is because they're energy sources. Mm-hmm. Not just to like torture souls. It's yeah. because they power shit. Yeah. Um, and so it's like if energy cannot be created or destroyed, then that's like that all kind of comes with it. Yeah. Right. Um, and so that's why to me, like I agree with you. Like you, you could say that like a soul could be you know, kind of created like a seedling can be sprouted from it, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, 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 um, like say in Cass as an example. Yeah. But I also think that, yeah, that's one way of looking at it. But I'm also interested in the other uh, uh, line of thinking, which is that you don't need a soul to feel those things. Yes. To feel emotions yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So then my question to that is then why do all of these people who experience losing their souls experience a loss of empathy and love. Well, if you have a nuclear bomb inside of you mm-hmm. and it's ripped out yeah. or depleted, wouldn't you start feeling tired? Wouldn't you start feeling depleted? Yeah. And but have it's... an absence. So it's the way that I'm kind mm-hmm. of thinking about it is like when someone's blind or hard of hearing or anything like that, your other senses start to take over. Yeah. So when you... I'm not explaining this well, but like my, the way I'm thinking of it is that you kind of become hyper aware of these things that were maybe more powered by Mm. or amplified by having that quote unquote power source. Yeah. That now that that's depleted, those things feel less accessible to you. Mm. And so it's like I'm. Do- I, I know I'm doing a terrible job of it, communicating what I'm thinking in my brain. <laughs> Again, this is normal. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I honestly, Joe, you know, I'm gonna like. Take the caveat of saying, I don't yeah. know. And again, this is not like a, like me being critical of their no, soul lore. This is me all. just trying being, to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Or like, not even that, like just, just it, the way that like empathy and souls work is fascinating to me. Here, this is, this is, I think I finally got it, what I'm okay. trying to say. And it's what I was saying earlier in terms of me having to kind of like say to myself with Donatella that like that's his experience is we have the lore, mm-hmm. we have what we hear from people and their experience of having lack of soul or having a soul or yeah. whatever. And then we have the reality. Yeah. So it's like, you know, Plato's 
uh, um, yeah. theory of forms or whatever. It's like, yeah, you can have a circle, you can mm-hmm. draw a circle, but like to ever reach that like higher form of like that abstract thought of what a circle is, mm-hmm. is maybe out of reach. So you yeah. only have the context clues of like what people have been told what it means to have a soul and what people feel that it means to not have a soul, yeah. if that makes yeah. sense. And there's one actually really big example that we're not thinking of that I actually just named there is what happened to Cass when he was human. True. He had, like, he had to had a soul. Yeah. Right? You would assume yeah. he would. Oh. Um. So, like, what did that just, like, propagate and then that's it? And then it goes away as soon as he's an angel or he still has one or, like, is that how he got one? Um, why are angels not hungry? Why do they not need sleep? Why why for Jack is it the fact that he's half human that he needs sleep and to eat sometimes? Mm-hmm. Or like whereas Cass doesn't at all? Yeah. Well, and I was just remembering when Sam didn't have a soul, I don't think he slept. Okay. Or not as much. I don't I, know. I, I think I, they made a comment. Comment about, where yeah, he didn't I don't sleep remember, at all. Okay. but um maybe you guys can correct us on that. Yeah, please. <laughs> Did you have anything else about about the souls? About the soul talk? Um, oh, actually, something sp- specifically that I noted that um, Jack said, uh, which is, uh, I just don't, don't know what nothing feels like, mm. which I thought was very poignant. Yeah. Because here's Donatello saying, like, okay, so, like, I feel nothing. I feel a void. Yeah. I feel like that, I feel like the black hole in you know, the middle of the galaxy, which is actually also too, uh, as a side tangent, a really interesting, albeit weird analogy because the galaxy is supposed to be like that. Yeah. That's how a galaxy is formed is around a supermassive black hole. Mm-hmm. And so that's how you get the the arms of a galaxy. That's how you get the spin. So he's saying that he feels like he's supposed to. <laughs> like, it, like it's yeah. a, kind of a weird analogy. Like I know it's supposed to reference a void and empty, if you will. Uh-huh. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Um, but I think that actually just thinking about it now, Jack saying that is kind of calling that out of like, well, if you feel nothing, how do you know what yeah. nothing feels? And and even just like breaking it down by language, you're still saying that you're feeling something. Yeah. So you still have feelings, you still have emotions, but are they just survival based? Are they just, you know, based on ra- uh, um rationalizing and analyzing rather than like altruism and empathy as they say yeah um but then jack right away right after that which i feel like is the most pointed thing that i think a lot of people either will completely skate by or pick up on right away which is he says i just don't want them to worry yeah so he still cares about them yeah if you're concerned about people worrying Mm -hmm. sam wasn't yeah sam like stood at the end of that fucking alleyway and like looked like oh there's a vampire taking a snack on dean heck Mm -hmm. oh you vampire you know like he wasn't concerned yeah and so the fact that you know jack's still concerned i think it brings up that question of like is there a need for a soul yeah like what is you know that whole thing yeah um also i just looked up soulless sam and according to supernatural wiki Sam claimed that it had a few benefits that allowed him to become a better hunter. He doesn't need to sleep or really eat anymore. There you go. And so, like, you can argue that then in the lore, it's not only that, 
well because it's dualism right mm-hmm. it's it's claiming that we have biology and then we have soul right and the soul is the mind yeah and so it's claiming that not only are we um we're not really feeding our biology when we eat and sleep we're feeding our soul hmm right yeah and it not to go into a side <laughs> tangent but in reality um if you do any kind of reading up on it and actually you're experiencing i'm sure if you're not experiencing it right now sally will soon because sally's on keto <laughs> she's in ketosis Ooh, la, la. um your mind is in your stomach yes literally the uh ecology uh not ecology the ecosystem of your stomach the bacteria it can either be bacteria that thrives on sugar or doesn't Mm -hmm. right that's an oversimplification but just for the sake of it and that bacteria directly communicates with your brain yeah well even like it's like your mood but that's in your stomach yeah yeah like um 100 percent yeah yeah anyway fascinating stuff it's so fascinating honestly this reminds me so much of like first year philosophy classes <laughs> yes soul talk yeah because there's so much stuff about that yes no it's true mm-hmm. well i mentioned dualism so yes yeah, i know right there. um <laughs> did you have anything else to say specifically about their conversation not about that conversation well i have stuff to say about the scene after that where like it's donatella and dean oh yeah right yeah and the fear-mongering around yes. jack yes so we're back to that yeah. from se- the beginning of season 13 we've yep. come full circle yeah <laughs> unfortunately back to fearing jack yeah so he's the he's the most powerful being on the on, in the universe mm-hmm. again so he must be feared yeah and i just like like if it wasn't so compelling it would be irritating <laughs> yeah well and it's like my response as soon as that happened was like uh donatella you're not being very reassuring no, not at all and it's like it's that thing too where it's just like why why is power fi- like i i this is such a stupid question but it's like why is power so feared yeah you know and it's like I get it that it's like untapped power or power that you can't control or power that there's uncertainty around. But it's like, you know, I kind of wish that Donatello was the character where they could have switched the two main things that he said. Where first he said he's the most powerful thing in the universe, being in the universe. And then, and then he said, but if he seems fine, he's fine. I yeah. wish that those two things were switched because I wish that the tone of it ended with more optimism. Yeah. Um, just not super relevant, but you saying, you know, why do we fear power so much um, made me just have this sudden brainwave um, of what it really is. And it's like, I'm neutral on this, you know, like I don't. I don't really haven't like I haven't decided my opinion on this one way or another. It's just kind of like an observation. Right. But the type of power that we fear on shows like this and in a lot of media is unofficial power. Yes. So it's like unsanctioned power. Unsanctioned power, you know? Which this literally is. Which it's this a literally Nephilim. is. But it's it like is not sanctified. You know, thinking of I was like oh why are we afraid of power and then I was like oh like what power am I afraid of right I'm afraid of cops right I'm afraid of CEOs of companies right I'm afraid of the president of the United United States States. yeah (laughs) um 
But that's not the power yes. that the collective we is afraid of in contexts like this. Right. In contexts like this, it's like, oh, you're not supposed to have all this power. Right. What are you going to do with it? Right. Um, and I think that's an interesting perspective from which to view things. And it says a lot about our society. And also, too, I think maybe it's another unintended um, parallel to what you were saying about the kind of subtle political message that was being said on the other end of the episode yeah. in terms of Pleasantville. Well, this is saying that we shouldn't, like, it's almost like maybe trying to say that like, we shouldn't be afraid of, like, young power. Like, we shouldn't be afraid of power that's, like, untapped and unsanctioned. Except I think it is telling us to be afraid of Jack. Why? It's telling us as viewers? I think. Well, I think it's meant to raise our suspicion, especially well, from yeah. what happens at the end of the episode. I think it's saying Jack is going to be dangerous. I disagree. Okay. I think that it's still ambiguous. I 100% think that it's still ambiguous, in my opinion. And I think that the only way that it's telling us to be weary of Jack is via Dean and Sam and Cass. So it's only if you're internalizing what they're feeling about Jack. I mean, I think it's 50-50 because I think that like Sam and Dean are supposed, especially Dean. Yes. Is the avatar for the viewer. Okay. Um, And I also think for the past couple of seasons, it's like Dean has been right about a lot of shit. Right. Um, and Jack was kind of the biggest thing that he was wrong about. Um, but TBD, you know, it's like we still we still don't know. Exactly. Um, and, and, and honestly, like, th- this should not be any surprise because I've been saying that Jack is going to be evil for like yeah. weeks. But it's yeah. like, I think that, like, I am wary of him based I, I on his too. actions. Totally. 100%. But I don't know. I It's that thing where I just go back to what I was saying before, which is I don't think that he's going to be evil in the like yeah. traditional sense yeah. that we're used to. I think that he's going to do something that is objectively not a good idea yeah. or detrimental in the long run, but he's going to do it out of care, out of worry, out yeah. of... You know, this kind of oversimplification of what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, just like with the snake. Yeah. Right? And like if you think about it, like if I think about it, it's like the snake was suffering. Mm-hmm. It wasn't eating. It was yeah. really sad. And really the first thing that I thought of, they like the beats were so good in that last moment. Because yeah. I don't know about you, but the first thing that I thought of when he said like I'm going to – reunite you like you with your owner was that i thought he was gonna bring the other guy back Mm -hmm. and i was like no because that to me would have been like a definitive like oh fuck no jack you already done fucked up you know kind of thing like a definitive like bringing back someone that like tried to kill your parents oh i didn't even think about that i was just like what did you think i was talking about no no no. i no i i thought that he was just gonna like make another snake But who was his? I like. I know. I that was just that was just me not picking up on that. Uh, okay, there you go. <laughs> the Gorgon. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I got. Okay. I got it now. Just in case other people didn't get it. Um. 
Yeah. <laughs> anyway. It's okay. I don't know. I just, and there's part of me, like, I do totally agree that, like, Dean is the stand-in for the audience at at times. I don't think he always is. But I also think Jack has been. Because, like, you know, yeah. like, that kind of, I don't know. There's just something about Jack just kind of, like, traipsing after them that I'm just like, yeah, that's all of us. Yeah. We're just traipsing after the Winchesters and we're like, Papa? You know, kind of thing. Yeah. And slash word daddy. <laughs> oh, I have. Speaking of daddy. Yeah. Uh-oh. Not was there, a, da- was there a daddy moment in this episode? Was there? Oh, boy. Oh, wait. No, okay. Say it. So. Because I might have missed it. When Cass is interrogating Sonny at the diner. Oh, yeah. And he's just like, tell me. Man. And you're like. Oh, oh hello. Like I it, like how many times? <laughs> how many times can I just be like he's a dom. <laughs> I know I repeat myself. Yeah. I know I scream about this all the time, but <laughs> that was a real good moment just yeah. like huh. Yeah. Cass had a lot of great lines. He had so many great oh, the, lines. The, that- the the one that I want to like bring up yeah, the yeah. most because I thought I was going to forget about it, but I, I didn't, mm-hmm. which is when in that like what followed what you're talking yeah. about where um the mayor's like saying stuff and then he's like basically like, oh, like this, like, do you want to know how I, how I did it? And Cass is like, well, I guess you're going to tell me. I was just yeah. like, oh, sassy cat. Yes. Also, when he was like, I don't know how, why it's not working on you. And he's like, I'm not, I'm not human. human. <laughs> it's so good yeah he had so many good like eye rolls this episode like yeah or like um when they got back to the bunker and dean's like oh yeah so you were in a cardigan and just that whole thing i love it just like well yeah i told them yeah because they're married (laughs) exactly they tell each other everything yeah but like but like truly like now i'm just fully conceptualizing it of like that means that on their way home Cass on his own called up Dean to be like, yeah, honey, we're coming home. And by the way, did he call or was he texting? <laughs> we haven't. I don't think we've seen Cass text. Maybe. True, but I'm going to imagine it anyway. Okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, back to, back to whether or not Jack is evil. Yeah. Well, maybe part of. Unless you had something specific you were just going to no, say. No, I was no? just bringing okay. us back bringing to Bringing back to <laughs> Which is, is how the episode ended anyway. Yeah, exactly. And speaking of how the episode ended, I would say that there was a very good Sam Jack parallel that I made a note of, but now I've forgotten what it is. <laughs> um. So, like, I think, like, as soon as, as, soon as Jack started you know, holding the snake and talking and I was just like, oh no, I have a bad feeling about this. Mm-hmm. And I'm still, I feel like there is more to say about the fact that Jack killed the snake and the right. fact that he identified with the snake. Like, not in like a, ooh, he's going to kill himself, but like in a like, 
uh, like there's well, something that there's my something brain else is there. like reaching well, okay. for that like So what I would say is like the the thing that Jack took away from his conversation with Donatella is what would the Winchesters yes. do? So what in him doing that? So he's was, like the Winchesters should kill me. Maybe. Oh boy. But also too something that we haven't touched upon is the fact that Castiel saw. Yes. And he looked concerned. He did. He should be concerned. Concerned Papa. Um, yeah, I, I think that they're doing a really good job showcasing the soullessness mm-hmm. because it's not necessarily like, I mean, it's not, it's, you're right. Like it's not being evil. It's just a profound, it, it's. Disconnect almost. Utilitarianism. Yes. It's, you know. What is the thing that I can do that will have the best possible outcome, regardless of the process, but taken to, like, a bad extreme and also based on a complete, like, misunderstanding (coughs) of what is the right thing to do and what is a good thing to do, you know? Right. Because we could even, like, be very... uh I guess, would pedantic be the right word about it and say like, well, Jack knows about the vet. So like, could have technically taken the snake to a vet and see if, you know, that's like, Mm -hmm. you know, like it didn't have, it technically did not have to be the worst case scenario. My default, Google it, you know? What well, makes yeah. what makes yeah, snakes yeah, yeah. happy? You know, yes. I, like I would build it like a little jungle. J- I don't know what snakes yeah, like, yeah, yeah, but you yeah. know, I get it some new rocks. Yes, who knows? Yeah, um, but but it is that kind of separation between actually caring for something, yeah, literally, mm-hmm. and just being like, okay, well, this thing's no longer working, so yeah. let's put the like ex- exit button on it. Yeah, a little bit. Um, combined with like a total misunderstanding. Of what the Winchesters actually would do. Because. Which is? Which is work really hard to help it and make it happy. Right. Sacrifice everything for it, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, especially if we're looking at the snake as Jack. Mm-hmm. What did they do for Jack? They sacrificed. They uh, They went. They flew in the face of you know, common wisdom. Mm -hmm. They basically ignored everything and were just like, no, he is our son. Um, So it's like Jack does not know what the Winchesters would do at all. At all. Um, Which, on the other hand, though, now we know, did we already know that Jack can just like, turn people into dust. Did he do that before? I I don't think so. Okay. Um so he can just kill whoever he wants. Well, it's it's that thing of like, well, if Cass and Lucifer can just snap their finger. True. And kill someone like turning a snake to dust isn't really like no. That like it's more symbolically uh it is very symbolic. Yeah. Ashes like to ashes, dust to dust. Exactly, yeah. And honestly, a thought that I had while you were talking about talking about all that was just to give my- Michael 
as a character his just due in terms of you know making him actually mean something this season Mm -hmm. not like he he didn't superficially but like just kind of maybe extending it a little bit this isn't quite his perspective but i'm drawing it from what he talked about Mm -hmm. which is that all of these worlds are chuck's experiments Mm -hmm. that have in some way or another failed yeah right and his way of dealing with that is to take over and then when his takeover doesn't get like the result that he wants he abandons it and just leaves it to die or kills it like mm-hmm. he kills it and then leaves it right like he killed apocalypse yes. world yes. right and that was his intention with earth mm-hmm. he's a destroyer of worlds essentially like that's yeah. the moniker that he took on and so if the two options for jack in the long long game if you will are to bring balance to the force or to not to fix the multiverse or to not he killed the snake so what does that mean? It's gonna kill the, all the world. Yeah, like massive reset button yeah. or something. Well, yeah, yeah. It's again going back to Buffy. Um, when Willow turns evil, it, it's a very similar thing where she's just like, "There's so much pain. Everyone is in so much exactly. pain. Gotta end it all. Yeah, and help all these people out." There's some other villain in a movie that's exactly like this crap (laughs) i feel like it's a common theme this like thanos oh yeah oh my god (laughs) oh i'm an idiot (laughs) yes that is exactly what i was thinking of yeah um it's yeah it's thanos it's this like he's an eco-terrorist yeah everything is pain so let's destroy it all yeah um there's overpopulation so let's fix it yeah which, again, is like... It's, it's that, a reductive way of looking at yeah. things. And it's that utilitarian philosophy yes. taken to its logical extreme mm-hmm. and gone horribly wrong. Yep. Exactly. I I agree. <laughs> um, why don't, uh, do you have anything else you wanted to talk about? Not really. I think everything else I wrote down was just me screaming about <laughs> cast dominating people. So... <laughs> Accurate. Yeah. Accurate. <laughs> he was so great. Oh, that's something that I wanted to bring up. Yeah. This episode. Because I have a bone to pick with you, Missy. All right. Okay. <laughs> you claim, because like I brought up how many episodes Cass had been in. Yeah. A while back and how he'd been in like a lot of them. Yeah. And you were like, oh, well, then that means that he's going to disappear soon. Yeah. But he I hasn't. Know. I know. I was. I, yeah. I, you are correct. Um, and I was noticing that today when I was looking up episodes and I was like, oh, this is coming up to be like the season that he has the most episodes yes, in. Damn. Exactly. And so like to me, it's kind of like Jack replacing him in that way. Yeah. Like, in terms of yeah. like number of episodes or whatever. Well, and I feel like they've like finally, which is like dumb that I'm even saying this, but they've like finally just like given in and been like, he's the third main character. Yes, like, exactly. Which they should have done years ago. Yes. 
And like they have to a certain extent, but like mm-hmm. finally the past couple of seasons, it's been like him on, they, they've put their money where their mouth is. Yes, I would agree. Do you want to talk about our next week plans? Oh, yes. yes. So next week I'm going on vacation. Woo-hoo. Woo! Um, so we will not be recording yep. our podcast. We it, we thought Maybe. that it might be fun yeah. to do like a wacky Skype episode. <laughs> then it was like neither yeah. of us want to put the effort into doing that. No. Um, so Too much shit going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would also have to record an episode with my family <laughs> around and they would 100% want to listen to that. Yeah. And I just don't want to do that. No. Um, so there is a new episode of Supernatural out next week. Yes. There is not a new episode the week after that. Yeah. So we're just going to be recording, um, our episode a week late. Yeah. Essentially. So the discussion for episode 16 will be posted, um, a week late. Yes. Basically. Um, and maybe that'll be good because maybe then you'll have something to listen to during that sad week where there's no new episode of Supernatural. Exactly. (laughs) okay thanks for joining us on iffy podcast you can find us on soundcloud or your favorite podcast app if you listen to us on apple Podcasts, don't forget to rate and review us that would be awesome i actually haven't checked if anyone has i should do that i tried and then i couldn't figure it out and then scold everyone i'll show you um and if you want to see the iffy family grow please share this episode with your friends and don't forget to follow us on tumblr twitter and instagram at iffy podcast that's i-f-i-e podcast thanks for listening